Hey, Naomi. Hey, Bex. Did you hear about the notebook who married a pencil? No. <laughs> she finally found Mr. Right. Okay. That might be the worst one yet. <laughs> yeah, I think that was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Should we do the thing? Yeah. I hope you don't mind if I say that I love you Cause there's so many ways that I want to Welcome, Welcome to, to Wedding bells. bells No, Wedding Bells! Oh no, I got it wrong! Oh shit, I'm Bex And I'm Naomi And we're here to talk about wedding movies We are, because it is three weeks till your wedding, yes? God, who knows? I think so. I hope so. I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is we're, too. Like, we're yeah. just over halfway through this. It's three weeks. Yeah. 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 That tracks. Mm. Something like that. It's hard to keep <laughs> count. <laughs> I know. I know. I thought it would be easier with this, but it doesn't seem to be. Um, it doesn't seem to be helping. Anyway, thank you for joining us last week. Um, we reviewed My Big Fat Greek Wedding, um, which we loved. Um, loved, loved, so good. And this week we're back talking about 2008's 27 Dresses. Um, so that was like super duper wedding-y. Like this might be the yeah, most wedding-y one... one we've seen so far. <laughs> there was a lot of weddings, a lot of montages. Mm. This was uh, an experience. <laughs> um i used to really love this film like I, I still really like it i enjoyed watching it again but um like i used to really w- love this film. i used i i did t- <laughs> that is such a mirror like same z's i really used to like this um and now you know it's uh we'll get into it we'll talk about it we'll address it um yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, my views have definitely changed on some of the things. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. Oh, I think so. I mean, as, <laughs> as it's the nature of any films that have been made in the 2000s and somethings, uh, mm-hmm. topically, a lot of social things have changed drastically in that time mm-hmm. uh, to mm-hmm. become kind of not acceptable or frowned upon or whatever Mm. so I mean I think there's some stuff in this that didn't age super well Mm -hmm. I think I have a very different experience of like being an adult now and like Mm -hmm. what I would merit as being good behaviors and needing therapy and stuff (laughs) so we'll I mean we'll talk about all of that uh we will really get into it I think Mm -hmm. as we go through um but yeah, I loved this when it first came out. I don't know why yeah. I was so obsessed. Any wedding movie, I was obsessed. So mm. like, you know, it, this was one of the ones I had seen before. Yeah. I was, oh, I've just, I've just been looking for that high ever since I saw my big fat Greek wedding. I really got into <laughs> wedding movies and tried to find a wedding movie I liked as much as my big fat Greek wedding. Mm-hmm. And it has not yet happened, actually. So we'll see. But we still got some more movies of this season, including some I haven't seen yet. Yeah. So, you know, maybe someone will come in and... Uh, knock uh my big fat greek wedding off the top spot yeah sweep you off your feet there you go mm-hmm. yeah um <laughs> my movie in shining armor 
Um, yeah, so 27 Dresses came out in 2008. Um, it followed rom-coms like Sweet Home Alabama, The Wedding Date, which features Dermot Mulroney, who you'll know that we love, um, but he makes mm-hmm. terrible movies. This one was the exception. Um, and then also Monster in Law, which came out in 2005 as well. Um, and I think that was J-Lo and Jane Fonda. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I forgot all about that movie. Right? Um, it was on our list, but it didn't make the cut, so... It didn't make the cut. Yeah, that's it. Well, we can maybe uh, talk about it after your first anniversary. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. But now, now it'll be a... We'll have to shoehorn more wedding films into some kind of theme. Uh, we commit to the bit. Um, but yeah, so it, it kind of following those rom-coms and a lot of movies, as, as Bex mentioned, um, in the 2010s that... They're just quite aggressive. People are very aggressive to each other. Um, you'd be yeah. kind of like allowed to think that aggression and fighting is healthy romance. Um, and that is not really where we sit nowadays, I don't think. No one's allowed to be normal in movies. No. <laughs> in the early 2000s. Everyone is the most extreme version of anything that anyone could be. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it is certainly a lot. We'll get into it. Um, but before we do, it is time for me to do my super well prepared, clearly, uh, <laughs> synopsis time jingle. <laughs> it's a little bit funny, this synopsis time. I'm not one of those who can easily hide. I don't have much money, but Naomi, if I did, I'd watch loads of movies with you. And we would live, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> And you can tell everybody this is your synopsis time jingle. <laughs> it may be quite simple, and now that it's something, something bigger, I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind that I've ruined this song. How wonderful life is when I get the lyrics wrong. Great! <laughs> well done. Well done. Thank you. Well God, done. Well. Also, bringing in Elton this week. Genius. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, seemed appropriate. Oh, doesn't it though? (laughs) Like, we'll get into it, but hands down, my favourite part of the film. Anyway, synopsis. Um, So after serving as a uh, bridesmaid 27 times, a young woman wrestles with the idea of standing by her sister's side as her sibling marries the man she's secretly in love with. Yeah. I don't think she's so secretly in love with him. <laughs> it's not very secret. I no. think it's pretty obvious. Mm. Uh, she does definitely struggle with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, um, mm. it's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a, it's a very watered down version of what happens in the film, but like it's it's not inaccurate. I mean, that's, yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, let's talk about our who's who of who was at the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> we'll nail it eventually. <laughs> um, anyway, we have Catherine Heigl as Jane. She's been in loads of rom-coms, including New Year's Eve, which we reviewed in season one of Jingle Bells for Bex. Mm-hmm. She was Bon Jovi's very angry girlfriend. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I totally remember that movie so well. So well. Um, 100%. Yeah, so she was also in rom-coms like The Ugly Truth with Jared Butler, Knocked Up with Seth Rogen, and Killers with Ashton Kutcher as well. 
Um, yeah. Famously, Heigl has been known as a bit of a diva in Hollywood a circles. Queen. Yeah, mm. I want the thing is though, is she, is she a diva or is she just a woman who spoke her mind and people mm. didn't like it? Probably the second one, to be fair. And like, yeah. she's always seemed to have quite strong boundaries and concept of what she wants. Um, yeah. And, you know, and again, famously, Holly doesn't go for that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I can see why that would be difficult for people to deal with, mm-hmm. but I don't know whether that's a her problem. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, not to already rant and stuff, but I really hate this whole bridezilla thing that people have because it's like, I I do think that there are some brides who go a bit fucking over the top, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, okay, calm down. But also, is she a bridezilla or is she just trying to plan a 20 grand party for 100 people? <laughs> Probably the second one, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving <laughs> moving swiftly on, back to our who's who of who's was. Um, yeah, so we've got James Marsden as Kevin. He was Corny Collins in Hairspray, Prince Edward in Enchanted and Disenchanted, who's also in The Notebook as well. Yeah, he has done a lot of like mm-hmm. rom com vibes. I forgot yeah. he was in Hairspray. He's great in Hairspray. He's so good in Hairspray. Like, he's so good in everything that he does. Yeah, like, he is really good, actually. Massively underrated, I feel. Massively, yeah, because he's also so. fab and enchanted and disenchanted. Have you seen him? Like, he... I have, I haven't seen disenchanted. I have seen enchanted. He's so uh, good. He is great in enchanted. <laughs> he he just has a very, he's just very handsome. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Apparently, he was also in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I don't know what his role was in that. I have not seen. Oh it, dear. But, uh, oh. but you know, no. Well, I mean, he can't just always be cranking out hits. Let's be real. So that's true. You know, that, that's we'll forgive him for that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I um, mean, he didn't make it, you know. I assume he didn't write it, so yeah. I would hope not, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, two strikes. Ooh, yeah. Bad. Um, yeah, so next up we've got Malin Ackerman as Tess. She was in rom-coms The Heartbreak Kid in 2007 with Ben Stiller and then The Proposal in 2009 with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. Um, That's another great film. So good. Uh, like, it's a really good one. It would have been good if we'd done that you know, when you were proposed to. <laughs> I don't think it had the same yeah, relevance. Yeah, it's like, a bit for relevance this. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so finally, we have Judy Greer as Casey. She's got loads of credits as a voice actor, including Archer and Bojack Horseman. And then she's been in classic rom-coms like 13 Going on 30 with Jennifer Garner and uh, 2005's Elizabeth Town with Kirsten Dunst and Orlando Bloom. I have not seen that one. I've seen 13 Going on 30, obviously, mm-hmm. a classic. But yeah, okay. I mean, to be fair, a lot of these people I recognise mm-hmm. um, for having minor roles in other stuff that I've yeah. seen. Like, you know, obviously, Catherine and James, they are the main characters in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I've seen like them a bunch. She's in Grey's Anatomy and stuff, wasn't yeah. she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so like, she's been around but like yeah everyone else i was like oh i know you you're this person's sidekick too yeah uh, which is a bit of a shame <laughs> because i actually think that they they were both really good mm-hmm. um at what they needed to do so yeah uh, the cast mm-hmm. was pretty good very yeah. white but you know mm-hmm. uh that's uh, it was very typical of, of the time um like yeah. a lot of the casts that we have discussed have been all white i think the most representation that we've seen was actually in four weddings and a funeral and we had again white yeah, queer representation 90s. but <laughs> yeah um i think also like there's a bit of a difference between america and 
um, the UK in terms of films and casting as well. I think Four yeah. Weddings was maybe made in uh, association with Channel Four, who were famously quite good at yeah, creating diverse cast. Yeah, they've always been fairly progressive comparatively. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this one was particularly noticeable because he had like an Asian friend, like or an Indian mm-hmm. friend or whatever, and that was like, and they were like, "Well, there we go, that's our representation." Or what? 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 Yeah. And I was like, uh, "Okay," because I was like, "She did." I mean, I suppose she has some weddings that she did that weren't white weddings, but like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, that's jumping around, uh, but yeah, something I noticed, I would, I would have loved to see a bit more. There's a lot of people in this fucking movie. They could have hired some people of color that's all i'm saying definitely a hundred percent i mean we did see a diverse like display of weddings so i think she was at a jewish indian wedding um yep and then also like there's some sort of oh, this is gonna sound really stupid and it's not what i mean like kind of gender uh subverting oh, yeah, the, weddings the, the and stuff like that yeah, dresses yeah. and the bride and the women wore suits yeah which yeah. i mean gendered but also not, yeah. you know it's like haha fuck with gender but also men you wear this attire and women you wear this attire yeah Those are the only genders so well yeah, yeah. not ideal yeah. but yeah. interesting to see yeah. different wedding concepts just something like, different i guess i've never known so like so many different so many themes. themed weddings yeah, yeah. Like, is that a thing here is that a thing you looked into <laughs> a themed wedding yeah no, well so you could cut you put like a theme on your you can put like a, an overall theme on your wedding right and that mm. tends to be like a color scheme or like you know there are people who really like who are really into music so they might have you know music themed some stuff mm-hmm. but here it's not so like it wouldn't really affect like the dresses and the everything else like i didn't yeah i i'm i was not <laughs> a themed wedding was not something that crossed my mind though i did have the idea that maybe we just tell everyone it's a fancy dress party invite everyone to come and then when they're there actually it's a wedding and then everyone's dressed up in fancy dress that would be dope <laughs> but yeah it was uh too complicated to organize so mm-hmm. instead i organized a massive fucking wedding um maybe i should have gone with the fancy dress who knows well you know maybe next time <laughs> yeah, for my next wedding <laughs> well we're when you're vows or something oh <laughs> i was like wow that's so shady poor, like people group. do like vow renewals and stuff right i'll just divorce him so i can marry him again just get you know get to do this whole joy of planning a fucking wedding i'm sure he'd love that yeah i'm sure i'll go tell him right now <laughs> just hear him cry downstairs uh, anyway <laughs> so far off track now that was so not what you meant and i can't believe i immediately went jumped to wow that's savage um anyway yeah so the, the, there's a lot of cri- we hit a lot of criteria what we're looking mm-hmm. for this was a very like if you're doing a wedding bingo obviously we haven't made one but like if you were doing a drinking game with these wedding mm-hmm. movies uh that this is a super fun one to get drunk to yeah uh maybe it would improve it uh so there's <laughs> loads of stuff ugly dresses galore yeah. right? just hideous dresses uh, from a movie mm-hmm. called 27 dresses the dresses better be like the star the, the like the front center of it and they uh, were and they really were mm-hmm. uh there was like a whole bunch of montages musical mm-hmm. numbers grand gestures haughty bridesmaids they do you know dress fittings yep. and you know Jane is really involved in a lot of people's fucking business is mm-hmm. what uh, I have learned and she does you know 
the all of all of the everything they go and see venues they go to to fittings and t- mm-hmm. tailoring appointments she's like driving all over the city attending weddings there's various pictures being taken there's mm-hmm. and then obviously james writes the uh wedding column oh, yeah. in the paper right i do not know whether this is a i i, I there is definitely a section in a new in newspapers which is like mm-hmm. a birth marriages and death section right and yeah. that's like an announcement section and normally it's like you get a little box that's got like eight lines in it and it's like Mm-hmm. The whatever family are really pleased to announce the marriage of our daughter <laughs> Jessica to Dan whatever whatever on mm-hmm. the whatever of June in this day, right? And that's like the vibe. That's like what yeah. you get. Many congratulations on the birth of your whatever. Um, and that's like that's that, that's what it is. But like this seemed to be like you could get press coverage, like mm-hmm. an OK magazine special yeah. for non-celebrities about the big spectacle weddings that might just be a u.s thing i don't know whether that exists here there is like a big focus on like celebrity weddings you get Mm -hmm. that a lot in like wedding and bridal magazines Mm -hmm. but in like the paper every week as like a big column um um yeah some papers um really yeah even in the uk yeah, so I think like oh. for the big weekend papers, they sometimes cover oh, right. like socialite weddings and stuff like that. Oh right, okay, but it's always like fancy rich white people having fancy rich. Oh white yeah, weddings. of course, because okay. who else can afford to like do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll just invite this reporter along. We'll feed him. It's fine. Don't worry about it. We don't need you know. Yeah. We'll just sit him on table ninety-seven at the back. It'll be great. Yeah, absolutely, but. Yeah, I think that's definitely more a US thing. And I do yeah. think it is quite like aspirational. I think that's one of those things that women in high society, let's say. Right. It's <laughs> like, like a, strive oh, it's to like do. A... It's a reputation thing, right? Right. So it's not really like for them, but it's more a case of going, if everyone else gets their wedding featured in the column and yours isn't, then you're you are inferior in some way. Yeah, like it's, it's like I think it's quite political. Like as well. Oh right, okay. You know, because like I think for the most part they'll cover like marriages between people that you know are old money. I would oh, assume. Right. Um. So that, like if a family God, merges or something generational like that. wealth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, big business owner A's son marries big business owner B's daughter. Yeah. That kind of to thing. To c- converge into the Pepsi. Disney Alliance of 2023 yeah. <laughs> or something right okay yeah okay cool cool, cool. okay 100%. I'm on it I'm with you <laughs> but yeah I think that's what it's more about like it's funny though because that does also come up in the holiday which we reviewed in season one as well um because Iris ends up covering oh, Jasper's yeah, uh wedding or like was she supposed to cover their wedding? Oh, she's supposed to cover the wedding of the yeah. guy that she Oh right, yeah, of course she is that person. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. When was the holiday? When did the holiday come out? Two, was that two thousand that was two thousand and something? Two thousand seven, I think. Six, seven? Something around there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, not relevant. Uh, so <laughs> Uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about about Jane in this movie. If we oh, we can talk loads in. about Jane. Poor Jane. Right. Jane is not well, having right. a good time. <laughs> Jane has a really hard lot of it. First of mm. all, 
Mm-hmm. Super unhealthy for your eight-year-old daughter to take over the mothering responsibilities of Ew. her younger sister after having a big bereavement. Mm-hmm. Like I'm mm-hmm. sure to I'm sure to him he was doing his best, but holy fucking shit, that immediately that shit immediately made me uncomfortable. Oh, that 100%. she's like taking her little sister to the bathroom and doing her little sister's hair mm-hmm. and like blah blah blah. Like I get that YouTube wasn't prevalent at the time and you couldn't just <laughs> ask Google to show you how to braid fucking hair. Mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. it it you know, and I and I get that they were trying to like put in that relationship between mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. and her sister where Jane felt like her sister's life had been easy because she had done everything for her. Yeah. Um but what I would have, I, what I would have preferred is what if Jane had been a teenager at the time, right? What if she mm. had been like fourteen or something? Still not cool for her to take over the mothering responsibilities, but mm-hmm. like makes more narrative sense for this like fourteen-year-old, and then make the sister even younger, right? Mm-hmm. Make because ha- then if Jane had been just aged up a little, which you know, <laughs> in Hollywood, <laughs> older than twenty-eight, <laughs> crazy, no, right? Impossible. It's that. Oh, I can't remember what fucking. Uh, uh, what fucking thing it's from but it's like the I'm 27 years old I have no money no prospects I'm already a burden to my parents right and it's like the from this period piece and it's like you so often it makes me laugh um but if they had made her like what if she had been like mm. a teenager right when her and her mom had died like giving birth to her little sister who was like an actual baby mm-hmm. that would make me feel more comfortable with this idea that she had been like a more nurturing mothering figure i mean Mm -hmm. still it's not up to you to raise your younger siblings but Mm -hmm. i just was like eight is way too young to be doing this kind of bullshit i completely and utterly agree with that um i I don't know if it would have necessarily worked the same way because obviously like if her sister had been much younger it would have been very inappropriate for her then to enter into a romance with a man of george's age like necessarily Hollywood you know oh I mean yeah Hollywood uh, absolutely and it wouldn't be like the weirdest thing that's happened in any of these films but um I'm not surprised that happened like I think what would have been nice is if the dad had maybe found someone and then he had a partner who Jane could work through like the mothering side of yeah. things with do you know what I mean like instead of yeah oh it's like her know. stepsister or her half sister instead of like her full yeah sister something Perhaps. like that because then there's like a little mm-hmm. degree of separation in mm-hmm. that um yeah, yeah. and also like know, that maybe... jealousy would have made more sense because like she yeah. just still had her mother and also like her life would have been easier because her mother was there and yeah. Jane had always felt outside and like she was always trying to you know, overextend herself to live up to other people's expectations and stuff like that. Whereas this was just really hard to watch her be such a doormat. Like, yeah. And she really was a doormat. Like she really was. Yeah. And like, I, I just, I really felt for Jane. Like Mm -hmm. she had such a bad time of it. Mm -hmm. She was really picked on. She was really put upon. Everyone kind of took advantage of her Mm -hmm. and her like kindness. And then as soon as she objected, Mm -hmm. she was the villain. Yeah, and it was like so hard, uh, and I mean, like that was what the movie wanted us to feel. So well mm-hmm. done, movie, you did that. Um, but yeah, I always get really uncomfortable when it's like a child mothering another child because mm-hmm. rather than oh well, you know, it couldn't possibly be the father who does these <laughs> things, right? Yeah, just uh, just weird. So I think anyway, though, like the part of that. Sorry, did I cut you off? 
No, no, it's fine. I was going to move us along because I was just dreading this. But if you have more to say, please share your thoughts, Naomi. Um, I was just thinking, like, it's so unusual for us to get a portrayal of, like, a strong father figure. Like, the men Mm -hmm. in these films always seem to fall to bits and rely on either, like, spending loads of money, kind of like Christmas Inheritance, Mm -hmm. or... Like deferring to somebody else, like uh, what was it we were watching? Uh, falling for Christmas, falling where for Christmas, his wife yeah. dies, and then it's it's his mother-in-law that has to do a lot of those responsibilities mm. with his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Or um, oh my god, I'm trying to think what it was called. The one that had uh, Sonequa Martin Green that we've reviewed for season three. I can't remember what it was called anymore. Uh, but the mother died and then the aunt and uh, the friend really stepped up to the plate and kind of the dad had been spoiling the kids. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, we did that last season. What was it? Uh, Holiday Rush. Holiday Rush. Yeah, yeah. So stuff yeah. like that. And like, obviously, you want, holiday- exa- hmm? Do you want an example of a good, strong father figure who's trying to step up and look after his kid? <laughs> Just go to Princess Switch and look at Kevin. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So to be fair, he does mm-hmm. rely on Vanessa Hudgens's. Uh, yeah, like Vanessa Hudgens definitely does take on a bunch of parenting responsibilities with the. Um, but he does see he is still the primary parent. Yeah, which is 100%. not the case in a lot of these other ones where it's like, mm-hmm. oh well, I'm the father, but I'm still I'm, and even though the mother is no <clears> longer in the picture, I'm still not the primary parent. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, at least we've moved away from from that, but. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It would be nice, I suppose, these days to actually see more strong father figures that actually connect with their children and listen to their wants and needs and can, you know, talk and show that men can be vulnerable and they can also do the same, like, emotional labour if they give themselves the chance to do it. Yeah, 100%. You know, just maybe more parents that are alive. That would be fine. Oh, that would also be great. That would be great. (laughs) Why didn't anyway, I think of that? <laughs> yeah, just as parents that are alive in general. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, at the start of this movie, I had a lot of issues with because mm. I was like, why is this bride going to the bathroom by herself? Right? That's oh my God. Why you have, yes. Okay. Here's, here's the thing, okay? If you have quite a large wedding dress, Mm-hmm. which someone might have mm-hmm. you are going to need help both getting into that dress getting out of the dress the amount of layers of fabric that will go underneath that dress mm-hmm. it's just it's just a challenge right it's just a lot i don't even know how she managed to rip it she must, right? like that's that's some crazy shit to me that she ripped the dress because uh-huh. i'm like those are built pretty resiliently these dresses are expensive which means that they tend to be pretty well made yeah um you know that's like part of it but also mm-hmm. how did she even get how was it that part that ripped like surely it should yeah. be one of the underskirts or whatever mm-hmm. and the, then it was fixed by braiding in an ugly ribbon i'm like great yeah, i know i know just what you'd want on your wedding day i so mean you have someone with a sewing kit kicking about at the venue like that's yeah our celebrant who we have hired to the person who is leading our wedding and actually marrying us sent me a list of the stuff that she brings with her and on that list is a little sewing kit Oh, that's so cool. Which, like safety pen. <laughs> She's like, I bring this really lovely pen for you to sign the register with. And I bring tissues and this and that and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And then I also bring this sewing kit so that if there's a dress mishap or a suit mishap, we can just like chip, 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 chip on the day. And I'm wow. like, amazing. No, that's great. 
like I was really surprised by this woman ripping her dress as well, but not just ripping her dress, ripping the arse out of her dress. Like, yeah. what happened? Because I was also yeah. under the impression that brides just had a team of people that came and like lifted their shit up so that they could yeah. be. Like, isn't that why you choose bridesmaids? Is that? I mean, like, it's it's part literally. I think one of the bridesmaids when I asked uh, one of my bridesmaids when I asked her to be a bridesmaid, I sent her a card that said I could pee without you or something. Uh, it was like it was like a picture of a bride like with a big skirt around her thing. It's like trying to sit on a toilet. And that was like the card that I sent. You know, it kind of yeah. comes with the territory that you would have. It depends. I think it depends on your dress. If you have more of a mm. like fitted, mm. you know, fishtail, whatever, then that's more of a like awkward wiggle up situation. Mm. But if you've mm-hmm. got like a lot of layers, if you're doing like some ball gown moment or a big A-line or mm-hmm. something or something with a really long train, you gotta have, you gotta have a pal to come yeah. and help with that with the mm-hmm. layers, because otherwise you're gonna pee on your dress. Yeah, I'm 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 more surprised that it, I mean I suppose cinematically it wouldn't like how could an eight year old help if you peed on your dress? But like <laughs> that would be more likely than ripping it, I think. So no, it's fine because Jane's purpose in life is to be a bridesmaid, so you know that That's... she'd go out and source some club soda or something, right? Like that. That is batshit wild. That Isn't at eight it? years old she went. I'm going to be a professional bridesmaid. And I'm like, okay, what you're looking for is wedding planner. Mm-hmm. That is what yeah. you were. Uh, that's the job that you actually are doing, right? Why does she have a different job if she I is helping know. to plan eight weddings a year? Yeah, it was like James went through her old file of facts. Hilarious mm-hmm. that she had that big uh, paper thing. Mm-hmm with like all of her appointments and was like, she's been to six weddings this year. And I was like, so she's helping out in some of these yeah. weddings that she's not even a bridesmaid for. Uh, I don't know. Like, she, like yeah. Well, she organizes the in, the assistant's wedding, but she's not the maid of honor. So I don't know. I don't know if she's she in all the weddings in some capacity. Maid. Yeah. but I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, as it gets, it reaches a certain point where all of your friends start getting married, right? That's just a thing mm-hmm. that happens in your life, right? And and you start being invited. And then suddenly you have a year where you've got, like, eight weddings that you have to go to. Like, mm-hmm. I know you have a lot of weddings that you're going to this year. Um, More than I'd anticipated, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, and, and it kind of happens in that way. But, like, to be in the bridal party of mm-hmm. that many weddings, 27 is a lot of weddings. Yeah. Like, that is crazy oh yeah and like given how expensive weddings are like she does make a point of this because you know james marsden does go how do you afford all of this and like she's been to so many many weddings in her life that she's got memberships to like wine club she's got air miles hotel points and all of this kind of stuff so like why isn't she a wedding planner why doesn't she combine the fact that she's a personal assistant and like a super organized maid of honor and just make that her business I would have loved for the end of this movie to be she quits her job working mm. under this boss that treats her like a fucking, you know, I, I mean, he treats her like a personal assistant, but in mm-hmm. a very more, in a not great capacity, like mm-hmm. way too reliant on them as an individual yeah. uh, without any sort of self-onus. Um, but like, just just that level of like, constant d- demands okay, mm-hmm. effectively from him uh, and then I want her to have her own arc right where she leaves and she starts pursuing I've already I, I've always loved weddings and I couldn't wait to mm-hmm. mine um, and because I loved weddings so much I knew that I wanted to I wanted to help people plan it 
but at least I'm making bank for it now. Here you go, boss mate, building your empire. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right? Like that kind of thing. Like I would have been fine. That would have been cool. I would be like, right, okay, mm-hmm. sure. I, but yeah, it felt like even though she was doing all this stuff alongside her shitty job, which was well, basically it meant that everything she was doing in her free time was acts of service to other people. Yeah. And then her job was acts of service to one person mm-hmm. who she happened to be desperately in love with. Yeah. I mean, he was very handsome. I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, all of the men in this movie were pretty handsome. Like, they yeah. did a good... I mean, that's what they look for in these movies. You don't need to be able to act. Are you very handsome? <laughs> okay, great. Here's a role, right? Yeah. But they know what they want. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Uh, we could talk about Jane and her very unhealthy boundaries all day, um, mm-hmm. but someone else with very unhealthy boundaries was Kevin, who's also known as Malcolm in this film. And like, oh yeah, I can't believe that he steals her planner and then steals pages from her planner and then essentially stalks her for like a month. And yeah. I'm like, what is happening? I mean, yeah. uh, that I think is the the thing that made me the most uncomfortable is how stalkerish this behavior was even if kevin was making good points and helping jane to you know grow a backbone essentially or at least not a backbone probably better to say to actually set some boundaries and be like my life is important too my wants and needs are also important and can be catered to as well but yeah yeah um also in terms of like professionalism i don't think in real life he could have published that story without telling Jane about it first because she was the subject of the story so he'd yeah. have to like get her approval and I, I just feel that it was very unrealistic that the editor wouldn't have also raised that and would have just published that story without like thinking yeah yeah it was definitely there's definitely some liable uh there like you know, maybe that's what she, Jane should do, right? She sues the newspaper that uh, that Kevin works, Kevin slash Malcolm works for, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, gets that money, and then uses that money to start her wedding planning business. Oh, yeah, good alternative. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. did you? I don't know whether you clocked this, uh, but I did. You know, George, her boss. Mm-hmm. Do you realize he is Cameron Diaz's shitty boyfriend in the holiday, who she throws out at the beginning? I knew I recognized him from something. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Everything comes back to the holiday. Yeah, literally. Oh, um, he was like, I was that staring thing. at him and I was like, <laughs> I've seen you with some clothes being thrown at you outside of a building. Mm. Uh, yeah, he is uh, Ethan, whatever his name is. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. god, yes, he is. Uh, oh, that's wild. That's so wild. Yeah. Uh, it does always come anyway, back to the holiday, though, isn't it? It does. I yeah. mean, the holiday is another great one. Maybe the holiday and uh, Big Fat. We need to, uh, maybe the end of uh, next season, we can do a definitive <laughs> ranking of all of the movies we've watched and any that we don't remember just go into, like, D tier or whatever. Um, oh, but, yeah. We should definitely yeah, do that. Kevin writing the story. Okay, first of all, he, he like, takes her planner, right? Mm-hmm. And if I saw someone who had a planner like that, Mm-hmm. Like, that is the kind of shit that I could not live with. You know what I mean? If someone yeah, yeah. stole my calendar, that's going to fuck me up for, like, a week. If then someone handed that shit back to me eventually, but had, like, ripped a week out of it and, like, take loads of pages and stuff, 
that is so fucking rude and stalkery and immediately i would want a restraining order out on that oh person. yeah a hundred percent and if i had let it slide which i probably would have in the 2010s um because i was told it was fine i would have been fucking furious like i yeah. actually did have a file of facts for a while <laughs> yeah I, mean, I really, really wanted a file of facts probably because of this movie uh i just thought it would like be really cool and then yeah i would, would i would just know that i would lose it or like not use it properly so oh they were great but then like you know you could digitize your calendar and you didn't have to carry around a two-ton fucking file of facts so <laughs> like you know yeah, yeah, it makes a difference but then she does get a blackberry at the end and i'm like oh they miss blackberries. We're so organized. Oh, blackberries. Yeah, they yeah. were really good, actually. Super organizing. Um, also, yeah. just have a oh, keypad. Man. Oh, the dream. Oh. The dream. Buttons on a phone. Revolutionary. Imagine buttons uh, on a phone. But yeah, like, it. Mm, the way that it started with the stalking definitely made me really uncomfortable. I was like, why are you yeah. just showing up at all of these events? You don't need to be here. And also, surely yeah. you should be talking to the bride and the groom instead of stalking yeah. this young woman who has very clearly told you several times that she that does not, not want to talk to you <laughs> like what's happening and then they get in a car and like you know go and do some wedding stuff together and crash the car like it's yeah oh this film is wild like it is yeah, it is uh it is it's definitely a lot it's definitely some crazy shit uh also what the fuck is the time scale of this um i want to say about a month i want to say a month so so how so george and tess yeah meet have their have their romance Mm -hmm. get engaged and get married within a month i think so but jane is the bitch for being like this is crazy well yeah because she didn't, you know, oh, tell people that she love. was in love with them. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, that's hard. Yeah, it's, it's definitely Jane's responsibility for all of the bad yeah. things that happen in this film. One hundred percent. Yeah. Jane absolutely. needs to learn to set some fucking boundaries. Oh, uh, she really and does. Else needs. I mean, that's like, and the thing is, that is on her. Like, that is mm-hmm. the one thing that's on her. A lot of the other things was just a care, like a. Uh, it's not her fault, but a knock-on that continued because she didn't know how to set boundaries. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, but then how would she set boundaries if one of the biggest boundaries in your life was just easily crumbled? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. It's yeah like, it's not I need great. boundaries, but also it's my life's purpose to plan weddings. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a very, very strange way to set up a film and also like what kind of message does that send to women and young women like well that's what i mean it's like we was we're talking about it going we love this film when we were younger and we thought this film was like i thought it was like super romantic i was Mm -hmm. like this is the vibe great and ultimately it's incredibly toxic behavior because i saw i looked at jane and i went oh yeah she's great and then when she had the downfall and stuff of like you know interrupting her sister's wedding i'm like what a bitch i can't believe she would do that to her sister and now i'm older i'm like oh no i took the this message this the movie this message Mm -hmm. gives is is not the vibe it's not correct no definitely not like honestly uh imagine at the time where this uh life epiphany came in for jane she was looking for some kind of validation and to know that like 
there was some meaning to life she just lost her mother like what a massive gap to have in your life at eight years old you know what i mean so like when someone praises you and says that you've done a good thing and it's that kind of good girl syndrome that a lot of of women are kind of put through throughout their lives um that you just kind of want to fulfill that and you want to live up to that and you want people to keep thinking that like because that is what your identity eventually becomes like yeah you live to please because that is the only way that you can feel good about yourself and that is what the real shame is for jane is Mm -hmm. that she never prioritizes her own happiness she's always prioritizing the happiness of others before herself and then she's miserable and then becomes resentful and then explodes and like that's the whole point that casey makes about the um, engagement toast is that you know there would have been a better way to have voiced those feelings yeah but you've like just chosen to unleash all of them in a really inappropriate scenario like yeah yeah your point is valid but your execution of it completely invalidates what you have to say. Ooh. And I think that happens a lot yeah. in arguments and stuff, with, 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 particularly with couples, but, but with anyone, right? If you have a valid argument, but you make it in a fucking shitty way, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter that your argument is correct. No, not really. Um, and at least not in a way that is meaningful, because like yeah. at that point you end up putting your partner on the defensive and they don't actually get to hear what you're saying which is definitely not always the first thing that comes to mind do you know what I mean and like in this film a lot of people don't seem to have the patience to actually listen to each other and hear each other out because Jane and Tess have a really what could have been a really constructive conversation in the dress shop when you know Tess says you didn't need to be my mother I just wanted you to be my sister and stuff and like again Tess's argument is completely valid she's like well I didn't ask you to be my mother you did that like you know that's yeah that part is actually on you you took responsibility that you need to take or again like responsibility ultimately lies with their father who should have said Jane you don't need to do this but then Jane also has a point saying that Tess's life has looked easy but the yeah. thing is, like, Jane also doesn't understand Tess's struggles. Like, the fact that Tess can't be honest and say, I lost my job and my partner, and now I need to come home. Like, it, th- there's a lot of very poor communication in this, and yeah. a lot of really poor listening as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to watch. It is hard to watch, yeah. especially, like, um, you know, after going through therapy and having my own, like, yeah. stuff to work out, I'm like, this is deeply uncomfortable and maybe you guys need to like sit down with someone and have a chat why why not that work out your issues resolve them (laughs) with truth and love instead of all this aggression because like yeah it's a thing that then comes back again towards the end of the film it's like kevin and jane have a really uh, i don't know like kind of conflict filled relationship as well and towards the end, when she goes and proclaims her love and does her grand gesture on the boat, um, he, uh, yeah, he's, I think he says fighting with you is like the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I'm like, is fighting with someone the best thing that should ever happen to you, though? Is that? Yeah. Is that what you should be looking it's for in a relationship? It's definitely weird. Also, like, I get that the bride, I, I mean, I'm glad in the movie they had her bumping into the bride and the bride mm-hmm. being like, yeah, go on, do it, do it. 
because like if that had not been there i was like if someone fucking showed up to my wedding took the <laughs> microphone from the band interrupted my mm-hmm. reception of my wedding that i fucking planned and paid for to do like a declaration of love mm-hmm. nah mm-mm. they're getting threatened they're on a boat mm. that's dangerous they get chucked in the ocean mm-hmm. sorry friend that's it yeah so i'm glad that they put the bride in also mm-hmm. that bride was in a really heinous and <laughs> oh my god the dresses in this movie were fucking horrendous yeah did you have like a favorite ugly dress i think i think my i think the, the dress that i was like wait do you mean a favorite is in like my favorite because it was so ugly or like a favorite that was one that was actually decent amongst the ugly dresses Okay, right. Let's go with like your favorite dress, like based on its ugliness, and then your favorite dress uh, based on like its least offensiveness. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so I really liked the uh, I liked for the ugly factor the kind of the, there was this uh, really fitted pink dress that had these <laughs> pink and yellow tulle ruffles like at the bottom, like this uh, rah rah cha cha dress or whatever. Yeah, loved that. Gave me Miss Congeniality <laughs> two vibes, uh, which uh, whenever I see that pink and yellow combo, that's all I can think of is Miss Congeniality. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is which was great. A lot of these dresses were just like ugly eighties dresses. Like that's mm-hmm. what it was. Also, the Gone with the Wind like bonnet little <laughs> ringlet moment. Yeah. Whoa, woof, woof. <laughs> um, that was pretty bad. I really liked the kimono. I thought that was really mm-hmm. nice. I really liked mm-hmm. the sari. I thought it was like actually very pretty uh, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I think probably my uh, my favorite and the only one that I would have worn mm-hmm. well. Mm. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Was maybe uh, there was like the two would be like there was this really nice sort of like bright pink sweetheart like kind of a line uh, dress that was mm-hmm. like a kind of prom dressy. That was the thing. It felt very like you're sixteen. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know, shopping at the mall or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then the other one was obviously the goth. The goth dresses oh, they yes. were cool as fuck <laughs> like just so different and fun what about you yeah. did was there any that were like particular standouts um i really just for like the total cheese of it loved the cowboy wedding outfits oh, so good so yeah, funny good one. <laughs> um and oh i don't know Mm. the scuba wedding <laughs> oh my god the scuba wedding would have been ridiculous i would have loved that um mm. there was like an orange like kind of ballerina dress that was i like really liked orange the, color. i like the one with the top hat the vegas wedding i think it was but oh, i think right, that's yeah, just because yeah, of the dance like that she little... does with the top hat <laughs> like oh yeah, yeah. just like yeah <laughs> that would be me all day <laughs> yeah that's 100 yeah, percent. i mean absolutely. why not it felt very like Liza, you know, but yeah. like budget Liza. Um, <laughs> I know, but yeah, just for just for the hat, really that one. Um, but yeah, some of the dresses were crazy. I, I do want to ask you this, right? Have you used the line on your bridesmaids that they can shorten the dress and wear it again? I have. <laughs> <laughs> when it came up, I yes. was like, "Damn it! Oh my god!" <laughs> to be fair, my bridesmaids' dresses are really nice. Uh, I like mm-hmm. it so much that I literally want to get one. Um, 
what, but I well, rather than the the short knit thing was the suggestion, but also uh, one of my bridesmaids goes to a lot of like awards things because she works mm-hmm. in the tech industry and tech industry love fucking awards. Mm-hmm. So she's uh, she has said that she's gonna get a slit in hers so it can still Ooh. be a floor length thing for like a fancy occasion mm-hmm. but just add a little like meow right to it mm-hmm. so she's gonna get like a leg slit cut into hers um, nice. to use for future events so mm. yeah and in in and also I bought my bridesmaids their dresses as well so it's mm-hmm. not like I okay now give me loads of money for a dress that you're never gonna wear again like mm-hmm. I was like okay if you're doing this like you pick the shoes and the you know jewelry or whatever but I'll buy the dress and mm-hmm. I think that was like I think that's a big difference as well in like US weddings. If you're a bridesmaid, you're expected Mm -hmm. to pay for a lot of the stuff. Whereas I was very certain that if I was going to be asking people, like I'm already asking people to like take time out of their schedules to come and celebrate. Mm -hmm. So like the least I could do is feed them and give them something to fucking wear. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Uh so yeah, but I, I, when that came up, I was like, oh no, I totally (laughs) said that lie. So mortifying. Ah, I love it. I just wasn't sure if it was like actually a thing. Yep. To be honest. Yep. But... It was. It definitely is. Yep. Oh, fantastic. I love it. I love when some <laughs> things are true. Um... The shame. The shame when you. I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. It's such a big part yeah. of the film. They say it so many times. They say it so much and it's so accurate. It's the most accurate part of this movie. And as soon as it came up, I was like, oh no. But yes, I have said that to my to my bridesmaid. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous. To be, uh, to be fair, with my uh, maid of honour, I had been joking for years and years that mm-hmm. I was going to get her the ugliest dresses. And it has become like a thing <laughs> where anytime we find a particularly heinous bin bag looking dress online, mm-hmm. uh, I do send it to her and go, found your bridesmaid's dress. <laughs> uh, and it's just like become this like fucking me. It's like every terrible big 80s thing, those big poofy mm-hmm. uh, look that look like the shower loofah uh, dresses, any of those in bad colours, uh, big flowery <laughs> patterns with bonnets, like anything from this movie I would have sent her being like, ha, <laughs> But yeah, you know, I, I always said that she would only know that I was engaged because I would send her a bag of potatoes and then I would be like, cool, eat all of those potatoes and then the sack <laughs> is your bridesmaid's dress. <laughs> Just the savagery. Uh, you know, that's how you really know that you're friends. Uh, so much love. So much love in that moment between the two of you. <laughs> yeah, you can really feel the friendship. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, um, like, I, I didn't... Aside from obviously the stalkery stuff and and things like that, I, yeah. I didn't think that it was a bad rewatch. I just feel no. very different about the film now. I think, which is okay. I think, yeah, I agree. I think the <clears throat> nostalgia goggles are mm-hmm. like a huge thing, and I think off we had this exact feeling right going into some mm. of these other movies like obviously I hadn't seen my best friend's wedding before mm-hmm. um, but I had seen my big fat Greek wedding and it was a movie that I absolutely loved I, back mm-hmm. in the day like kicked off my love for rom-coms and stuff mm-hmm. uh, when I watched it so I was really nervous for that one that mm-hmm. the, the time factor was going to have changed it and the, the nostalgia goggles were going to you know you mm-hmm. look at stuff through those roots tinted glasses of uh of nostalgia um I think this one was definitely one where like those glasses have come off and I'm going, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Uh, I I think if this movie was remade now, mm-hmm. 
there was there's so much that they could do with it to make mm-hmm. it like such a timeless great rom-com that would like really stand up um, yeah but yeah it it's a shame that the things that ruin it are such big plot points yeah you know because mm-hmm. the concept is so fun mm-hmm. and the execution is just yeah I literally felt mm-hmm. awkward through some of it. I was like cringing. I was like, oh no. It's like when yeah. she walks in and it's the proposal. I was like, oh, oh gosh. No. Yeah. Oh god. Oh. That was so, yeah. oh, uncomfortable. Just un- painful. Uncomfortable. Just yeah. really painful. Yeah. Anyway. And... Oh dear. I don't know. How many how many gold rings out of five are you given it? I think maybe two and a half. Three go to two and a half to three, I think is fair. Mm-hmm. It's not like totally terrible. It's a good, you know, it's a good fun romp. It's a good thing to watch with friends and mm-hmm. to, to drink along to. Uh, and the dresses are hideous. So yeah. that that always that that maybe that bumps it up to three because of the heinousness <laughs> of the dresses. Yeah, I, I think two and a half is is probably where I'm going to sit as well. Um, yeah, like didn't hate it, but there are definitely things in it that I don't love and don't align with yeah. anymore. Um, I mean, still forever going to align with the Benny and the Jet scene in the bar when they're singing oh, on the yeah. bar because that just looks like a great time. Um, that looked like so much fun. <laughs> the first time she looked happy to be there. Right? Know? And that was like, wow, Jane, you needed that. Mm-hmm. And then it was immediately ruined by Kevin being a dick. Stupid fucking man. I mean, always, but like, you know. <laughs> Why are we surprised by this? Yeah. Unnecessary conflict out the wazoo in this film, to be honest. Um just the same thing that we say a lot. Go to therapy. Just just give it a try. <laughs> like yeah. work on your issues. It's fine. Um but yeah, no, I think not the worst that we've seen. I definitely think my best yeah. friend's wedding is worse than this. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I can see how we got here. <laughs> yeah. It's it's actually so funny that you mentioned the holiday because there is so many similarities between this and the holiday, and I think this was made like a couple of years after the holiday, and it's mm-hmm. it, yeah, I think they really tried to capture some of the elements of that in this one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We haven't seen any kind of rom coms that truly diverge, like diverge from the pattern as much as obviously four weddings and a funeral is setting mm-hmm. the tone. And my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any others. Like, I think there's a lot of uh, modern day rom-coms that are pretty terrible, but we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get to that. That's maybe not a discussion <laughs> for right now. No. No, wait for season four. <laughs> Hell yeah. Get back into it. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Bex. Um, you Thanks. guys can join us again next week where we'll be talking about Crazy Rich Asians. Hell yeah, I'm excited for that one. I've, mm. I've seen this before and it, it is great. So good. So, so good. So, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we haven't even plugged you yet this episode. There was just too much to talk about. <laughs> but you can follow us at Jingle Bells Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Please share your thoughts with us. Uh, why don't you let us know which your favorite ugly dresses from uh, 27 Dresses? <laughs> they're, they're, they're all great answers. So many good choices. So many ridiculous mm-hmm. hats. Uh, we'd love to know. We would, we would, as always. Or lay lazy in bed with your head on my chest. I hope you don't mind if I say that I love.